Welcome back to the Hardline. Enter at your own risk. You know, a guy that runs the floor can block shots, great size, great length, a great spirit as a young man, a genuine spirit. Seems like he a lot, a lot of passion, not just for the game, but for people. Has has a good heart, uh, and I think with those qualities within himself at that size, he has a chance to be special. He continue to work. That was Coach Conzo Martin of the Mizzou Tigers with Frank Cusimano in the Hollywood Casino press box earlier today, and we welcome in on the Ryan Kelly phone line now Gabe DeArmond to PowerMizzou.com. Of course, covers the Tigers. Another big chip falling today for Conzo Martin and his squad. It was expected this would happen, but now it is official that Jeremiah Tillman of East St. Louis, the 6'10 forward, has officially signed with Mizzou. Gabe, what does this signing mean for the Tigers? Well, I think just from a basketball standpoint, this and really the, the Casey Robertson signing, the last one they had, these two guys both bring something this team didn't have uh, and hasn't had for a while in the case of Tillman. I mean, He's a 6'10", 6'11 guy. You don't have to run the offense through him. He's not going to demand the ball a whole lot, which is good when you got Porter and Barnett and guys that are going to shoot quite a bit on the floor. Uh, but he can rebound the ball. He can block shots. I mean, I think if you get six or seven rebounds and two blocks a game out of him, I think almost anything you get on the other end is just a bonus. And now with this signing, I see that Mizzou's moved into the top ten. It's weird to see the recruiting rankings, and you see Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, Mizzou. It's very surreal, but they're up to sixth in the 247 ranking. Is this the best class ranking-wise Mizzou's ever had? Uh, We've got them sixth on rivals. I would have to, and, and the interesting part of that is obviously it doesn't include Robertson, the grad transfer, because he doesn't really fit into any box that we can check in doing class rankings so um i'd have to go back and look i'm i think they had a number eight class i've been doing this 14 years i i think one of their classes would was eight i don't remember them ever having a top five class but i i can't say that for sure okay this recruitment for tillman was it was just weird it was quiet a lot of people didn't know what was going on he was back and forth even i mean i was reading your story on on powermazoo.com uh, earlier today, like what does Tillman bring to the Tigers? And you have the quote from Eric Boss, who just says the kid just doesn't say much. There, were, you had a ton of people in his ear. He commits to Illinois, then he says he's not going to sign, then he signs, then he says he's sticking with them, but then ends up backing up. If that's not a roller coaster of recruitment, I don't know what is. How did how was this for you following it? Well, the the weird thing about this is, you know, I, the kid doesn't deserve any backlash for any of this. Really, I I don't think. I mean. He didn't really say much. Like he didn't. Now, if I'm an Illinois fan, I probably have a different outlook on that. Hey, he was he signed with us and then he recommitted and then he asked out. If I'm an Illinois fan, I probably look at it and say, hey, he instigated some of this drama. But really, I mean, it wasn't like you know the the example I always go back to is Sheldon Richardson, and I always preface this with saying I love Sheldon. He's a great kid, and uh, his recruitment took like five years off my life, but. <laughs> You know, a great kid, but every time somebody called Sheldon, he would pick up the phone, and he would say something different every day. You know, you you would think Sheldon was going to a different school every time he spoke in the media, and Jeremiah Tillman's a little different, and he never spoke. He still hasn't spoken. He didn't even ever actually say he committed. Missouri just put the word out, which is really unusual. But just the -the behind-the-scenes information and everything that you've heard, I mean, this one was pretty wild. Just – as soon as he asked out from Illinois, 
everybody just assumed it was Missouri. And I, I want to know at some point from someone who knows if it always was or if, you know, he really did go visit SLU, like some people said. I know Kansas went and took a look at him. Um, DePaul kind of seemed to make some inroads here in the last week. And I don't know how much of that was true and how much of that was just in the absence of information a bunch of people speculate. Now, he was a guy that, that I think on in the initial rankings that I looked at late in the year when he became an option from Mizzou was a five-star guy. He, he's moved down yeah. to you guys have him at 42. How close is he to that? And, and really, in the top 50 guys, I mean, I know you don't personally do the rankings, but but what is the big difference there? What, why the drop? Yeah, well, um, Eric Bossy, who does do our rankings, or largely does them anyway, had told me before he even asked out with Illinois when – Everybody was kind of talking, hey, Tillman's a possibility. He went on our message board, and he said, guys, I'm just going to let you know he's going to drop in the next ranking. It's not because he committed to Missouri, if that happens. you know, This is already decided. Um, he dropped a few spots because I think Eric said just this year he didn't see quite as much development out of him as he thought he might between junior and senior years. And he's a pretty raw kid. You know, um, a college weight program and conditioning program, I think, will do him well. And he's just – evaluating a big man who is a defense and rebounding guy is really tough in this age of we see kids scoring 35 points a game and and that's what's flashy you know it's kind of like evaluating a defensive tackle versus a quarterback everybody can sit in the stands and see what the quarterback does nobody really may notice the defensive tackle in there taking up two or three guys and allowing the linebacker to have 160 tackles you know so the what Tillman does, I think, is a little bit tougher to evaluate and rank. Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com joining us here on the Ryan Kelly phone lines. And again, we will have Mizzou coach Conzo Martin on the program tomorrow afternoon. Make sure you listen for that. And also, other roster maneuvering today by Mizzou, Jacoby Kemp will transfer. So there's another scholarship open for the Tigers. Yeah, and it goes back to the whole idea, you know, how many scholarships do they have? How many do they need? And, and look, I'm not saying this wasn't 100% Jacoby Kemp's decision. I would imagine it was. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious if you didn't get on the floor for last year's Missouri team, you're going to have a very difficult time doing so for this year's Missouri team, especially when the coach is not the one you recruited. But there is a spot open. Um, at this point, it is basically let's wait and – see what Jonte Porter decides most people including us I think are expecting that he will eventually decide to reclassify and hit campus in the fall but we don't expect that decision to be made and I think Jonte may even have finally said this yesterday until after the AAU season is over yeah that was peach jam and and why do you think that is is that just an attention grabber in some ways and I know he's got to develop and, and do his thing can he not do all of that if he signs well no he he well, I don't think he could go continue to play AAU ball. So, I mean, he's having a great summer. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, I think part of it is probably, hey, get some national attention, get all these accolades. I think part of it is loyalty to Mocan and see if you can take these kids and defend your title at the Peach Jam. And a little unspoken part of this, and nobody will ever say this is a factor in his decision, and I'm not positive it is, but right now – Michael Porter Sr. can go to every one of Jonte's AAU games because that's his dad. Mm-hmm. And now he can't go recruit people and he can't be talking to guys, hey, we'd love to have you at Missouri, all that. But he can be there in a Missouri shirt and everybody knows who he is. Um, if Jonte signs, all of a sudden he's not playing those games. Michael Porter Sr. can't be at any of those games. You know, so 
I, I don't think that's like the main thing, but I, I think it's a nice little tangible fringe benefit for Missouri to not have him announce anything for a while. Yeah, that's that, that's a great point. And, and you guys have him now ranked 23rd in the class 2018 as a five-star. Mm-hmm. He just slid in there. He's a four-star prior to that. And, and I've read things from, from your site that says he may be the most improved player in the country coming into this year. Is a lot of this just a development thing for him as well? Yeah, and a lot of it is he's the guy now. Like, you watch Mocan, he's the best player on the floor. That He wasn't getting a lot of headlines and, frankly, nearly as many shots last year because Michael was on the team. So probably not as many people. I've had some people say he's really not improved as much as you guys are saying he is. It's just everybody notices him a lot more now. Um, and I know if he were to reclassify to 2017, uh, Bossy has said his ranking would be pretty similar. He'd be like a top 25 25-ish player. Um, he's actually, the way he's played this summer, I think if he were to stay in 2018, he could end up as a top 10 player in that class pretty easily. Uh, but if he were to reclassify, you know, then that would give Missouri three top 50 guys and uh, uh, four top 100 and five top 150. That's, uh, that's pretty heady stuff in Columbia. And, and Gabe, it's been a while since they had a group like this. If, if Jonte Porter were to reclassify, they would have minimum three guys 6'9 or taller and between Jonte, yeah. Michael Porter Jr., and, and now Tillman. This is the longest group I can remember. I mean, that, this is going to be a totally different product on top of just talent, but just, just a style of play with these guys that have that length. Yeah, long and athletic. I mean, Jordan Barnett's 6'7", and I, I think anybody who watched him last year would say he was the best athlete on the team. Kevin Purrier, 6'7", he's a little bit obviously different of a build. He's more of like a uh, – he's probably more of a four in a threes body. Uh, or, I'm sorry, a, a, yeah, I, I guess that would make sense. I mean, he's, he's not as athletic and long and lean, but he, he's got a lot of strength to him. And uh, there'd be a lot of options for Martin with those six guys, and then you throw in, you know, Roberts and Phillips and uh, – Blake Harris, it'll be pretty interesting to see how he plays and and by, you know, February 1st, who are the five, six, seven guys getting the bulk of the minutes. Gabe, if they do get Jonte Porter, if he does reclassify, would that would that be so late that it wouldn't count for the recruiting rankings this year? And if it did count, what what do you think? Would that make Mizzou like number two, number three? Um, it's possible that it would be too late to really impact it. I don't know. Um, I asked Eric Bossy that question today. He said you know, I without really looking at it, might move them up to four. I mean, it's give them a top five class because uh, they're they're sixth right now. And and I don't know if if there's been any word on this. A, a guy that's committed to SLU right now, that's actually one place behind Jonte Porter, is, is Cartier Gordon. Has there has there been any word on him, or or has that been pretty quiet on that front? Well, I talked to him a couple weeks ago in Indianapolis, and he said he hadn't really heard from Missouri now whether he really hasn't heard from Missouri or, hey, I'm committed to SLU and I don't really want to talk about it. I don't know. But I, I get the impression that it's going to be pretty tough. I know he's got a girlfriend going to St. Louis. Um, you know, I know that Travis Ford and, and Corey Tate did a, a really good job recruiting him. I, I think I, – I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I think it'd be tough to flip him. Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com joining us here on the Ryan Kelly phone lines. So what's your projected uh, starting lineup for Mizzou next year? Let's say maybe a month into the season after things shake out. Yeah, and that's the key. I think we've got to talk six, eight, ten weeks into the season rather than at the very beginning because I think I think things can look differently. But let's say Jonte Porter is here. I think you see a starting five of Terrence Phillips um, at the two guard. 
could be about anybody. I'll go with Robertson for right now. Um, and then up front, Jonte Porter, Michael Porter, and I, Barnett. Uh, and, and then you're bringing – you're kind of bringing Tillman in <laughs> – uh, off the bench and per year in off the bench. That's uh, crazy and, compared to what it was <laughs> this season that just ended. Gabe, do you think Tillman? I, mean, it's unre- I, I can't wait for November 10th <laughs> against Iowa State because that arena is going to be like we all remember it being, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been for a long time. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you'll remember the game against, uh, of course, it's probably the last game that, that mattered. Uh, in Mizzou Arena, the Marcus Demon game against Kansas. I wonder yeah. if that sort of electricity is there just to see the Porter kids. I mean, it's going to be – I'll be And there. Iowa State, like, look, this is a top 25-ish team. It's a, a team that Missouri fans are familiar with. But, yeah, I expect it to be sold out on opening night. Um, I think they'll have 15,300 or whatever it holds. Now, will that still be the case when you're playing, you know, Vanderbilt in mid-February? probably depends on if you're as good as people hope you are or not i mean if, if they're sitting there and on national signing day for football they pretty much lock up an ncaa tournament bid then yeah it's still going to be sold out if they're 14 and 10 and and let's see what happens then no they're probably not going to get 15,000 people but the excitement and the passion certainly are back at least uh at least for a while Gabe, what's the domino effect like this starting to shape up for Mizzou? There's been a lot of, obviously, a lot of reason to be excited about what's taking the floor this fall, but is it starting to be a thing where this type of excitement impacts the juniors as well? It could because, I I mean, Missouri is relevant now. I I would venture to say since March 5th that no program has probably gotten as much publicity as Missouri has nationally. And I would even include, I mean, Kentucky has like, eight top 50 guys they haven't gotten any more publicity than missouri has north carolina won a national title and i don't know that they've gotten a lot more publicity than missouri has so it could help but uh, you know i I think the really interesting dynamic in all of this is we have people that want to build statues of conzo martin and (laughs) down the road that may turn out to have been absolutely true right now i think we need to understand how much of this buzz is around michael porter jr so Conzo's, I mean, good for him for taking advantage of circumstances and getting Porter here and all that. But going forward, his challenge is, A, to turn Porter's one year on campus into something. I mean, this team needs to make the NCAA tournament now. It's going to be disappointing if they don't. And then, obviously, also to sustain and build on that and bring in highly ranked classes in 18, 19, and build a program rather than having this, uh, you know, yeah, LSU had Ben Simmons. Uh, great. Where's LSU now? They fired their coach. You know, um, you need to build a program. You don't just need to – you don't. Need, frankly, you don't even want to be – K-State had Michael Beasley, and then once Frank Martin left, they didn't have much else. You know, they've just kind of been there. So you need to sustain it, um, and that will obviously be his, his challenge going forward. But the good thing is, I mean, he could fill the 2018 and 19 recruiting classes with kids within like 250 miles of campus and have a really good team. I mean, EJ Liddell is a kid from Belleville West in 2019. He's a top 100 player, and a lot of people think he's underranked. He's visiting this weekend. Fred Thatch down in Sykeston uh, is committed to SLU. Torrance Watson at Whitfield. Uh, Christian Bishop out of Lee Summit they've offered. There is a ton of talent. How about within. Jordan Goodwin? Yeah, Jordan Goodwin. I mean, I, I haven't heard his name as a guy that's, 
probably likely to flip, honestly. Uh, but, you know, that's another one. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is over on the Kansas side. I mean, there are – as much as we have talked about this 2018 football class, I, I mean, Missouri basketball could absolutely be a top 25 program if they could just keep the talent home. Uh, football can't do that. There's not enough of it consistently enough to be at that level. But in Missouri basketball, if you can just keep the guys within 200 miles of campus at Missouri, you're going to have a top 25 team. Well, the other thing is is probably most of these kids aren't going to be one-and-dones. Michael Porter Jr., certainly, right. if, if Jonte's there. What about Jonte being a, a one-and-done, though? If he's the most improved guy in the country, and you were saying he may be a top-10 guy if he were to just stay in his class, what if he does reclassify? He's a 6'10 kid with, with crazy length that has been yeah. somewhat overshadowed by his brother. Now, that may happen again, but, but those pro scouts are going to see that raw ability. Yeah, it's not impossible that he could be one-and-done. I don't think most people think it. I, I think right now people don't think he's a four-year player. But I don't think most people see him as a one-and-done. But it's not out of the question. Gabe, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about football recruiting. I, I know that sometimes it's not that busy this time of year, but that class is so good in the state of Missouri coming up for next yeah. year. Well, and the interesting thing is we're now starting to see a lot of these kids trim their list down. Obviously, Cameron Brown from CBC committed to Nebraska – so that's one of the ten off the board. Um, but Dallas Craddieth is going to release his top schools tonight. Uh, the kid from Rittner, Adioy, did it last week. Um, Trevor Trout semi-cut down his list to, I think, 19. Uh, <laughs> you know, Daniel Carson is talking about tweeting out at, like, a top 11. Um, well, but so tell me what the these... point of that is, Gabe. I mean, like, here's my top 11. Here's my top 19. Well, here's an arbitrary yeah. number of schools that I don't hate. Right. I mean, I think the point is, and I I mean, TJ, you committed really early, right? Yeah, I was a year early. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the point was, hey, I know, like, I could get all these other schools calling me and I could say all these offers I have, but I know where I want to go and I just don't want to deal with it, right? Right. So I, I think this is a way of saying, okay, I've got 30 offers. Well, 20 of them, there's no chance I'm going there. So don't bother calling me. Don't bother texting me. My phone rings 400 times a day now. If I eliminate two-thirds of the schools, maybe my phone will only ring 125 times a day. <laughs> now, the caveat there is while they're tweeting out these top tens, all of them generally say, but I'm still wide open to other offers. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's it, Yeah, is it a little bit of an attention grab? Sure it is. But you know what? I liked attention when I was 18. <laughs> Gabe, thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. All right, guys, have a good one. Thanks, Gabe DeArmond, publisher of PowerMizzou.com and for Rivals.com on Twitter, at Gabe DeArmond. And again, don't forget, tomorrow we will have an interview with Mizzou basketball coach Conzo Martin. This is the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet, 590 The Fan. For everything you want to know, for everything you need to know, live on radio, here's Matt Rocchio with the Hardline News Update. Cardinals off tonight, but they will kick off a two-game series against the Red Sox tomorrow. First pitch is set for 7:15. The pitching matchup for this series: Lance Lynn takes on the lefty Eduardo Rodriguez, and in Game Two, your NLERA leader Mike Leake takes on the righty Rick Porcello. In action tonight, it's the Wizards and the Celtics. Game Seven of that Eastern Conference series to see who plays the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals. That game goes off in Boston tonight, and Game Two in the Eastern Conference between the Senators and the Penguins. Senators already with a surprising 1-0 lead over the Penguins. In baseball news today, the Yankees placed 
Araldis Chapman on the 10-day DL with left shoulder rotator cuff inflammation. And the Diamondbacks announced that they will be without center fielder A.J. Pollock with a groin strain. I'm Matt Rocchio with your 590 Sports Report. Thank you, Rock. we got a lot of live shows coming up. Make sure you check us yeah, out Thursday. Thursday afternoon, 3 to 6, we will be at DB's in Soulard, 1615 South Broadway. So come on out and see us then. Kim, tell us about mentality. Look, I don't care how old you are. If you feel depressed, if you feel like you just don't have any drive, you don't have any drive in the bedroom, you just kind of feel blah, it might be low testosterone. I had it. I'm, I was 30. I'm 33 now. I was 32 years old. I definitely had low T for the past two or three years doing what I was doing over in Europe and, and playing in the minors at that point. I had to struggle through it. I was wondering what the hell was going on in my body, man. I had low testosterone, low energy, low motivation, fatigue, moodiness, irritability, impatience, anxiety, even depression, even depression, uh, decre decreased mental acuity, attention span, stress, and not to mention belly fat. If you feel bloated, lack of lean muscle and tone, uh, you, you know, don't take it for granted. I'm telling you, you got to go get checked out. Eric did, he, although he's lying to everybody. He does have low testosterone. <laughs> His girl told me millions of times. He got it checked out. TJ went in there. It takes two seconds. You get your blood work done. TJ is a volcano of testosterone because he's never used it before. <laughs> That's right. But my, I'm, what I'm telling you is it is very, very easy. It's covered by your insurance. It's board-certified physicians. Um, you, you know, it, you could take it at home. You could you could have your treatment at home. You, like I'm now in my my fourth or fifth week. My fifth week now. I just did my another blood exam uh, last time. The one in South County. Very simple. They're so gentle. You know. Uh, I go in there now. They're going to reexamine. Make sure I'm good to go with everything. Uh, this is lowtusa.com. There's a clinic in Chesterfield. There's a clinic in South County. I am telling you, if you if you don't feel like you have your drive, your overall drive. You gotta see if you are affected by low testosterone. I was at 32 years old. Now I'm back. I feel unbelievable. I have long days all day long. I got stuff to do all day. I feel great. I feel great on the ice. You could ask Tom Stoman or uh, Chris Zimmerman today because they were both on my team and I hooked them up for a couple goals each, which is tough to do. Which is tough to do, <laughs> especially with Tom. No offense, Tom. Love you. But uh, my point is, I feel great all, uh, all day long. Check it out. LowTUSA.com. It's definitely worth it. Go get a blood exam uh, at those two uh, locations in Chesterfield and in South County. That's Cam Jans along with TJ Mohan. He ate to Matt Whitener. I'm Eric Messersmith. It's the Hardline, powered by Johnny Londoff Chevrolet, 590 The Fan, 1057 HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. Derek Gould, the Cardinal beat writer, coming up next.